to the Pink Jeans Productions Halloween special. It's a crossover. I'm Brittany High. I'm Rob Schulte. And Brittany, what? we got a guest today. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. Tell them tell everything. Okay, okay. We are welcoming back designer, puppeteer, and all-around TV expert. It's Roy Miles, a.k.a. Ghetto Geppetto. Roy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. We had so much fun with Roy back in TV show show season three. When we watched Knight Rider, we're like, we got to have him back. Have to. And this is the perfect season. Isn't it? It really is. How are you doing? I'm doing super, super well. Uh, You know, the pandemic's got... Everybody locked up uh, still. Well, anybody with any sense is locked up. So that's cool. <laughs> um, I've been making more stuff than ever. That's good. Just yeah. because I'm by myself every day in my studio. <laughs> I happen to have a studio that's just like uh, four minutes from the front door of my house. I don't have to see anyone uh, to come here. Uh, and I'm the only oh. person in this building. It's like the dream. It's the dream. You know, it's just me, the puppets, my pencils, my paper, my cameras. And uh, your friends, my, my buddies, my homies. This special episode, I was talking to Roy. We were DMing on IG because we're young and hip. So we do. Okay. I was like, I wonder if there's a Halloween episode of Knight Rider. And he was like, well, of course there is. <laughs> do you remember watching this one? This is Knight Rider season three, episode four or five, depending on who you're asking. But it's called Halloween Night, which is hilarious. As I was sitting there watching it, I was like, yo. I remember this. And there's something that sticks out that we'll talk about later. But I this the reason why I remember it is because this one particular thing happens. And I'm like, oh, snap, that wasn't a fantasy. That really happened. That really happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like I had about uh, four to 70 moments like that while watching (laughs) this. Like, was that a fever dream from my youth sitting on my grandma's chaise lounge? Or did that happen? Did that happen? (laughs) Your grandma having a chaise lounge is part of my fantastical <laughs> memories that I didn't actually experience. I mean, that happens, right? When you're watching a like a memory will pop in yes. and you'll be like, was that a dream? Was that a show I saw? And then luckily now you can Google stuff, but not everything, <laughs> not everything is Googleable. You know what I'm saying? Like so true. there's stuff I remember that I go back and Google once to four times a year for the last <laughs> 20 years. Just to see if anybody has remembered that thing. And occasionally somebody will be like, you know, there'll be all of a sudden 10 YouTube videos about this one particular thing. I, we watched Night of the Living Dead a couple weeks ago. And there's like a scene at the beginning where there's like a zombie's butt. <laughs> and, yes. but like for the life of me, I cannot find any clip. I'm like going to have to go pull it from the movie myself. And it takes <laughs> time. And I'm like, I'll do it. It's worth being out there. But nobody else has done it. Yeah, it's weird. I'll be the first. Yeah, it's called uh, being an internet pioneer. I can only imagine just trying to Google pumpkin head tuxedo 80s party and (laughs) desperately trying to get that memory. (laughs) Who is this? Who is this? Rob, are you going to read that episode description? That's the plan. So Halloween night, as Halloween approaches... Bonnie witnesses a murder, but has a hard time proving it when no one can find the dead body. And boy, does she. They leave a lot out in that description. There are no details. Zero details. Yeah. This episode has something that I think we learned, uh, Roy, when you were on TV show show last that I love, and that is the 
episode preview that happens right at the beginning. Oh, God. I almost forgot that they told you everything that's going to happen immediately before it happens. And they give up a huge thing right there. Yeah. That when you watch it, you're like, oh, well, no need for Kit. They already showed me what that that is. Yeah. (laughs) Don't analyze it. I'll analyze it. Yeah, I know. I saw the preview. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go. I know where to go. So we open on Jack Lantern's maniacal laughing. No. Ours. Maniacal laughing. People in costume running around and screaming as people do on Halloween. Also, uh, the beautiful remake of Laura Branigan's Self-Control. They they never get the originals here. I watched a lot of NBC as a kid, you know, from... (laughs) Knight Rider to Miami Vice, a lot of shows that use music, including Fame. These are all NBC shows, and they always had phony baloney versions of the songs. So Bonnie is sipping some cough syrup. Yeah, sipping. She's really getting in the holiday mood, but we soon realize when she pulls out the Kleenex that she's actually sick. Well, and she just moved. There's boxes everywhere. You must oh, assume yeah. she just moved. Or she's a hoarder, but we soon realized she actually did just move. So she she's sipping syrup. She just moved. People are in the hallway fencing. And um, is this what people did before the internet? Yeah. Yo, this is a wild party for two days before Halloween. No kidding. This <laughs> it's like a Wednesday. This is wild. Like they are naked in the hall. There's an orgy in the hallway. When she's like goes out to like ask them to be quiet. There's also a man in a gorilla costume just like carrying a woman away. Yeah. And then she quickly sees them like across the courtyard. Oh yeah. It's like nine seconds later. It is a very rear window type moment Mm -hmm. where she sees the murder. uh, But I I don't know what scissor she's sipping because (laughs) she immediately passes out. She gets on the phone like, Oh, there's a murder and I'm dead. She like, boom, knocks out immediately. Uh, There's something that happens here, though, that I have to point out because, yeah, you said there was a a, a reference there to rear window. There's also another reference here to trading places because this is the same gorilla suit (gasps) from the classic (laughs) Eddie Murphy. (laughs) What? Dan Aykroyd, (laughs) buddy movie, based on the Wall Street and the maneuvering of Company finances, trading places. They reused a lot of stuff from other stuff. Yeah, there's stuff happening here. So the next day, Michael is arriving with his housewarming gift of flowers Very for nice. Bonnie. A little too nice. He has a bounce in his step. <laughs> yeah, he's got a really awesome red shirt on halfway. Uh, and then <laughs> if we pretend like we didn't see the opening uh, commercial, uh, a creepy looking dude pops out from the bushes and just continues to trim the bushes who could it be really like aggressively with really spooky clipping music oh i have a question because you know i guess we watched a later episode where bonnie was very cold to michael right and like what what shifted Hmm. i thought about that i thought about that i was like this interaction is not typical of bonnie and michael she even flashes on him for a second like is that why you're being nice to me I talked to Rob. <laughs> so Michael walks in. Did he say woo or did I make that up? Check this place out. Woo. 
he was very impressed by this uh, single apartment that she's living in. Is he also seven feet tall in real okay, life? Okay, so in real life, he is six <laughs> foot four. He is hovering over every doorway in that apartment building. I was going to bring this up. I was just like, his head was almost touching the ceiling. Was this a basement apartment? <laughs> <laughs> I do, and we'll get to it, but like, Roy, you brought it up. She's living in a singles apartment, which I didn't know things like that existed, but... Well, because you're uh, in a relationship. <laughs> we didn't, they didn't invite you. It's true. I think they still do exist, too. I think that's a real thing still. Whoa. People are just playing tennis and hooking up? That's it. Yeah. It's that's like, the dream. It's like, a, it's like <laughs> one of those sandals resorts, but like in downtown LA. It's like hedonism. Yeah, hedonism uh, six. Speaking of hedonism, there's a shitty pentagram type shape. It's not even yeah. a pen, It's like a circle with like uh, points on it yeah. drawn around Kit and a witch and a black cat. There's just like a quick reference. Why did they include that storyline? Oh, you mean uh, Voodoo the Cat and Esmeralda? Well, yeah. Why? Why did they include that? Was that actually? <laughs> because a lot of stuff is happening indoors and Kit is not getting no play, right? Like it's like. That's yeah. so true. That's so but, true. Here's a question, though. As the episode goes on, Kit speaks with people around. The the woman, Esmeralda, the, yes. the witch, is not, Does she not she, hear she, it? she's not shocked, but she's a couple of times as, as if she didn't hear it. Is he like Dewey from the family guy? Is some people not fucking hear him? This is the first time anybody's ever compared Stewie, the cartoon character, to Kit the car, though. We got <laughs> that's like this should go down in the Wikipedia page about this episode. I'm like, yo, maybe that car doesn't talk. Maybe it's all in Michael's head and he's hearing all these quips and really nobody's hearing anything. That's a whole different show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm updating the Wikipedia as you guys talk. Okay, just so you know. Cool. Um Michael and Bonnie head to the uh apartment in question where the murder happened. Right. And Bonnie's freaking out because there was furniture there. Right. But now there is not furniture. She saw everything. And yeah. She saw alcohol on the bar. She saw window. She saw wall like uh art on the wall. I didn't see any of that shit. And what they actually showed us, because they we're not taking her word for right. we we actually saw it ourselves. Not yeah. taking some syrup junkies word for anything. Yeah. <laughs> Are they really gonna try to blame the cough syrup? Like she I, I feel like what's in it? Like I want some. Okay. Twenty twenty. Can I have some for the rest of the year, please? Well, and I also uh at this point in the episode, I was starting to think like, is this episode going to be a dream where like mm. a movie marathon was on? Right, right. And so it's like she wakes up and That's why there are all those references. Right. Yeah. You were here and dad was there. Dad was over there. That's weird. And you were a scarecrow for some reason. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway. Then Michael goes to the apartment of where Bonnie said the party was. She was very perceptive. Right. But the blonde bimbo in a bathrobe, which I can say that because I'm a blonde bimbo wearing a bathrobe, you know? <laughs> um, he's like, can I come in? And she's like, yeah, sure. Why yeah. not? Come on, giant. I, I thought that was one of the wildest moments that a single woman in a night nighty night robe whatever you want to call it. It's like a, a slinky little deal. Said, <laughs> slinky. She was wearing a slinky. Just envision it, okay? Well, Michael's also wearing a slinky on right. his shirt. And he has uh, all that hair. And uh, she's just like, yeah, come on in. And it's like that, like, still riding the 70s wave right. into the 80s. Yeah, it's okay, baby. She, I think she alludes to some other wild stuff happening at the party. But here's another thing. <laughs> if, if you watch that scene, she never says her name. 
never, her name is Denise, but she never says her name. And then later on, Mike knows her, like he knows her name, you know, like there's a lot of like, there's a lot of plot holes in this episode. Well, I think we can chalk that up to Kit Magic. Okay, yeah. I would say like the writers were on the cough syrup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So she doesn't know of any gorillas that were at her party. There were some breakdancing mummies and a couple of boy Georges. but uh, Twelve boy Georges. Yeah. Twelve whole boy Georges? And one John DeLorean. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, how can we be hip and popular with the kids? We've got a talking car. They love breakdancing. I mean, they love Boy George. They love DeLoreans. <laughs> that car's everywhere. But the phone rings, so Michael just lets himself out. Did you notice in this episode, he's in people's homes and they start doing something? So he's like, all right, I'm going to leave. And his like, head's grazing the ceiling. <laughs> he notices a black tuft of gorilla fur tucked between the doorknob and the door. Right. He steals oh, it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. How did that happen? How did it yes. get stuck there? <laughs> Thank you. Also, when you go in somebody's houses and just pick up a hair. Oh, no, you don't know where that came from. That could have been anything. He knows he's kind of looking for a gorilla, possibly as if Bonnie's story is true. Right. But like something jammed into a doorknob. The doorknob slit between the door. Yeah. Like, it's a weird place. They like completely unscrewed the doorknob. Put the hair up there. Screw the doorknob on top of the hair. Us as an audience suspends our disbelief as we walk with Michael outside where he runs into the woman who was drawing a chalk outline around his car earlier. Yes. The witch. Uh, yes, Esmeralda. She wants to borrow his car for what? the uh, Warlock's Ball. Is that a thing that people did? Can I borrow your car, stranger? She wants to use yeah. it as a witchmobile. Well... Are you going to let me have him for my witchmobile tomorrow night or not? Witchmobile? I'm sorry, but I think he has other commitments. Witch, please. <laughs> broom, broom. <laughs> <laughs> that cat looks scared to death to be held that tight. This is such a good part. He puts the little tuft of hair in a drawer that's actually like a, a pull-out ashtray. That's just an ashtray. It's high-tech as fuck. They have to analyze the fur. And also, we find out later that you don't need that to analyze anything because Kit can just analyze it by just talking to Mike through his Apple Watch. He, yeah, I was going to say, he's like, your respiration's very high. Like, how did you know? Apple Watch. God, I also... A real gorilla yes. fur costume. <laughs> yes. Right. So Kit comes back with the result that it's actual real gorilla hair. And so then they have to track down a gorilla suit that actually uses real gorilla hair. Uh, someone really likes to go all out on Halloween three days before um, with their real hair gorilla suit. Oh, yeah. They go yes. super hard. But as uh, Michael goes back to check on something, a potted plant gets dropped on his head. Oh, snap. From... Apartment 302, mm. which is where the murder happened, supposedly, allegedly. That's when he radios Kit on his watch and just, it's just like. He's like, 302? Yeah, 302, bro. Yeah. I saw the whole thing. <laughs> I really wish Kit would have been like, you're closer than me. Um, which one is it? Why are you telling me? You know, I'm a car in a parking lot, right? I'm having trouble with this cat lady. Hey, so uh, Michael goes up to 302 again and. The caretaker is there, but let me ask you all this. Did you watch this with uh, subtitles on? 
No, I did not. I did not. I, but I know what you're asking, and you can say it, but I'm with you. Okay, because I watched this once without and once with, and I thought they just blatantly called this character Norman Bates. Me as too! from Psycho. Norman Bates, right. But he's, he, but he's Norman Baines. Baines is in the Batman villain. Um, so, two scary things. Man, okay, so I've seen Psycho probably a hundred times. I've seen every a version of Psycho. Like, I know that Norman Bates character very well. And this guy has channeled Anthony Perkins. Like, nobody saw this and said, you're the new Norman Bates. Like, I... In a way, he is, actually. He went on to play Norman Bates in real life in, like, some of the Psycho uh, sequels. Yeah, he ended up playing him. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, Uh, so you're right on the money. Who are you, anyway? I'm Norman. Norman Baines. I'm custodian of this building. You're Finnebonny Barstow's, aren't you? So they're trying to figure out, like, he's just like, what's going on? And the guy's like, you're friends with Bonnie. And it's like, does anybody else feel like Bonnie should just move? Yes. Yeah. Some guy comes out of the hallway in the middle of the conversation. Can you imagine being so confrontational that every interaction you have with anybody is just very tense? It's just take it down a notch. Yeah, I was really upset because I was told this apartment was furnished. God yeah. damn it. Uh. Yeah. Where's the Shays Lounge? Heck yeah. Grandma Shays. Grandma Shays. <laughs> so we're back at Bonnie's apartment. She's dusting. When she comes across another key and she walks over to the table where it has like a pile of keys. She's like a thousand keys. But I've lived in a place like that where the landlord's like, here's the front door. Here's the back mm-hmm. door. Here's the storm mm-hmm. gate. Here's like she's the like, side kit, gate. <laughs> car, semi. Yeah. So she's still supposed to be on the cold medicine at this point or did she stop that? Like she let off a sneeze a little bit earlier than that. So I think she's still supposed to be kind of sick. And then they forget about it completely right. after yeah. this scene. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, she hears some water running and heads to her own shower, which, first of all, terrifying to hear anything happening in your house that you didn't do yourself. You did not initiate that. You're going to be scared. I... Also love the homage to Psycho here, um, which is, you know, I guess the third homage to any Hitchcockian thing. But the version of the Psycho theme that is also like uh, Knight Rider-y and Cynthia. It goes from the Bernard Herrmann to the Knight Rider. Michael, am I going crazy? No, Bonnie. Like in one, it's like an overture. Yes, yes. But there is a dead body in her full tub and she screams Michael comes over but it's crazy because Michael's just down the hall when she starts cre- screaming him, him and his long ass fucking legs coming down the hall at yeah, co- like, like he can he covered the distance from where he was to the bathroom in like two seconds two yeah. steps because he's such a long man and remember like the last time Rob I told you like oh I'm like seeing things and you were like you need help see this is what a f- real friend does I'm like seeing things and he's gonna find out like you know what I mean right, right. <laughs> yeah see this is why we watch Night Rider so yeah. that we can grow our friendship yeah. and make sure that like mistakes aren't made more than once right and next time I drink a bottle of cough syrup and see things like you need to believe me that it's not a hallucination, even though you don't see a dead body in the bathtub. You know what I'm saying? I always believe you, Brittany. Thank you. Okay, well, then um, I'm learning my lessons, and 
as is Michael when he heads to RKO Studios to look at all of their props. He's in their prop master prop room. Like, and they go, if you remember, they went from commercial break. So, dun, 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 and then boom, he's just in a prop warehouse. Yeah. This is typical Michael Knight day. Like, I could be fighting the dude. I could be interrogating the dude. I could be up in a prop house. It don't matter. Looking at gorilla suits, checking to see if it's real fur or not. <laughs> it's the perfect match for the fur, though, it turns out. So, yeah, because of the remote gorilla hair analysis. <laughs> Michael goes back to that bimbo lady's house and she's wearing clothes now. So in case you didn't recognize her, she's not wearing a slinky anymore. She has about eight clocks on her wall, which was surprising. Oh, I miss that. I miss that. But Bonnie's there. Wasn't she sick? Yeah. See, Bonnie's no longer sick. She's healthy as can be and drinking champagne. With Denise and Simon. They're drinking. uh, They have cheese and uh, Beaujolais. (laughs) Well, call me next time. Sheesh. Yeah, no kidding. I was like, they know how to party. And did you look at the, the, the slices she cut on that cheese? Thick. That's thick. <laughs> she slices cheese the way I slice cheese when no one is home to watch That's me. That's right. I, I was like, the cracker to cheese ratio is all messed up this woman. <laughs> yeah. No home training. This must be because it was in SD and they had to make sure we knew yeah. the cheese was sliced. <laughs> I would like to point out that Denise wanted to introduce Bonnie to, to Simon. Simon. Right. Yeah. And Michael takes Bonnie away here. But later on, we learn that Denise is just happy with Simon herself as well, uh, adding to the lore of this singles apartment complex. Right. Right. And also, they, they kind of look at each other. They definitely look at each other. They're in some kind of cahoots. But does nobody else like have an issue like Michael blows into this lady's house. He's definitely just accusing her of murder. And she's just like, well, it's not me. You're crazy. Sure. I rented that costume, whatever. And he's just like, let's get out of here. He also tells her he starts to say, if I find out you're lying, I'm. And that's when Bonnie's like, all right, we're out. But he was about to threaten this woman's life. Which I thought that was against the Knight Rider code, but, you know, I haven't read the full book yet. <laughs> now, is it also weird that uh, Denise was like, you asked me if anyone came to my party in a gorilla costume, not if I had a gorilla costume. Super Technicality. weird. Technicality. Uh, you also didn't ask me my name. Yeah. Yeah, rude. <laughs> so there's a lot of holes here. <laughs> Did you want some cheese? Yeah. The guy from the apartment earlier with Norman Baines, he is the apartment owner and he's in his nice house talking on the phone. But did anyone know what he was talking about? He says, well, that gorilla suit, that's that's your problem. Yes, I still want the key. So where, what? Oh, and this is the key that she was dusting and found. Right, right. So like there's, yes. there's stuff going down. Grant has a, a mystery he needs to get that key. Right. And Michael, we see on the other side of town, has inspected the gorilla costume from the uh, uh, cleaners. Someone chases Michael, and I don't know where my head was at, but when I first watched this, I did not realize the person was in a gorilla costume. Oh, yeah. While chasing him. The guy yeah. tries, somebody tries to run him down. And he happens to be wearing a gorilla suit. Oh, can I also say this? It's not the same gorilla what? suit because he's putting that in his trunk. Right. That's what I was like. Yeah. I feel like we need to step back, though, because he tells <laughs> yeah. before he goes to the laundromat, 
he tells Bonnie that he has the ticket for the laundromat in the most racist voice, Asian voice. Oh, yeah. Uh, under his breath. And I was like, oh, 1984. What? How do I hate thee? <laughs> the yeah. like Calgon exactly happening at the same time. So that that Calgon stuff was happening in the 70s. But it got I noticed as a kid, it got put in a bunch of different sitcoms and television shows because it was like a thing people were saying because the commercials were so popular. So even in 1984, he does a weird Asian voice. I was like, oh, Michael. But this is one of those scenes, though, when I thought Michael is just casually talking out loud, like from across the parking lot as he's like jumping up to his car. He's like, hey, so turns out like he's talking to his car so casually. Michael, look out. And he's like flipping over the car and doing barrel rolls over the car, like sliding on the car, going through the window of the car. Like he did like 20 things and he must have been so tired. Here's the deal. He was on the passenger side. Your car drives itself. Get in the car, bro. <laughs> That's so true. Get in the car. Also, are they going to turn around and try and hit you again? Oh, I guess not. So I guess now you should follow them. Right. Yeah. In the most dangerous, like, alleyway chase ever. ever. I've lived in a house that had an alley like that, and a car going 20 miles an hour too much. in that alleyway <laughs> is is, yeah, terrifying and too much, but... Not to mention, like, 90 or whatever these guys are going. And what are these dudes with the windows doing? Where are they going? Who are these glass people? Roy, does this happen every single episode that Michael chases someone and then... somebody gets in the way and he has to turbo through them? Does that happen every time? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) This episode has two turbo jumps, which is awesome. Well, bonus. (laughs) There's not much night writing in this episode. And Brittany... It's time for a commercial break. Yeah. Okay. And we're back. Woo! That was a quote from Michael in the first scene. Yeah. Of <laughs> Kit continues his jump through the glass windows and the chase continues on. But no, they, they, he lost him. He, he lost him. him. He loses him. That was where I was going with it. So, yeah, yeah, that's the he, point of destroying <laughs> probably $10,000, $20,000 worth of glass. And ruining those guys' day. Destroying their day. And then four seconds later, he's like, oh, man, he got away. That was useless, bro. We're in an apartment in the dark, a very much furnished apartment. And Norman Baines yeah. is there. Just being creepy because that's his jam. But Michael shows up. He's the creepy one. Right? All up in the house? Yeah. Well, how did he know? How did he know? How long had he been there? How long had he been there? (laughs) How long has his head been touching the ceiling? It's like the scream dude sitting on the toilet the entire day of school (laughs) in Scream 1. Yes. (laughs) Just waiting. But Norman's got this like big old duffel bag full of something that's too small to be a human being. But probably could be body parts. I guess so. And he's like, oh, I need to get my cast iron out of the stove because whatever's in the bag can wait. And Michael's like, cooking something, Norman. (laughs) And uh, yeah, everyone's afraid. Norman also has a knife in his uh, rain boot. A big old buoy knife. Yeah. And we're led to believe that Norman is the villain here. But this isn't the first time we're going to be led to believe that he's a villain. Well, of course not. Uh, 
Norman has only stolen some pumpkins to carve himself. Pumpkin thief. Yeah. Michael, I almost called him Mike. Uh, we're friends now. Mike asks Norman why he cleaned the gorilla suit and he finds out it's for the bimbo lady and it's all weird and there's like so many complicated aspects to it. But did you notice that when Michael was like got the information he needed and he was like leaving, he put his hands up and made that like, okay, weird. Like <laughs> he really did here. that. Yeah, you're creeping me out. So I'm leaving. You know, it, it smells bad in that apartment. He's been standing oh, okay. in the dark in that funky apartment with all them dead bugs. <laughs> and it's just completely skeeved him out. At this point, he's like, all right, I got to get the fuck out of here. You're so right. He thought that there were body parts in the bag and somehow it was creepier that it was pumpkins. <laughs> Norman creepily starts cutting a pumpkin like very aggressively. We get a really quick expository scene at Devlin's mansion. Oh, my God. I guess. Dude. He's about to have the most baller Halloween. Halloween has lost its meaning. Let me just tell you this, America. Because millionaires, millionaires who live in giant mansions, they used to have Halloween parties with regular old paper mache and uh, dollar store decorations, (laughs) orange and black everywhere. Like he had like 25 people in that. Like he had a whole crew of people. It is another day, another deep, deep V-neck button-up shirt that only has, like, the bottom three buttons buttoned on Michael. Like, he was going through something for this specific episode. Right. Do you think he goes to the story? Do you have any shirts with no buttons at the top? (laughs) If I could just get, like, a piece of Velcro at the bottom uh, to keep it inside of my pants, that's all I need. Bonnie says she's not moving. Surprise to us all. Right. It's just such a hassle. She's already unpacked. It is Come hard on. to move. It really is. Is his name Devlin? It's Devin. Oh, Devin. Okay. Oh, Devin. Wow. That was like, I was like, I don't know if my brain can compute, but he has a nice little gag with the spider on his arm. That was like Hilarious. the only thing. He That's got a little cute. time to shine. Yeah, it was a little cutie little thing. I think, well, I'm not going to spoil anything, but he shines a little bit later. Let me just tell you. <laughs> Uh, back at uh, Singles Apartment Complex, uh, let's just call it Melrose Place. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Bonnie's coming in and runs into uh, Simon, who's like, you know, Denise stood me up, so uh, you want to play tennis with me? And she's like, <laughs> no, but will you come to a party with me tonight? Yeah, like, and- man, instantly on the make. Also, he's like, I'm dating this other person, but do you, and she, yes. I don't know where she is, but do you want to date me? And while she's not, I don't know where she is right now. <laughs> I wrote, Simon is a creep. I feel like there's more to this Simon guy than meets the tennis racket. Yep. Michael tries Denise's door. We learn her name. It's fine. And she isn't answering. Michael! Bonnie screams from her balcony and oh. the men come running. Her apartment's been destroyed. Well, of course. So she screams. And what does she see? Roy, you tell me. First, she's just pointing at the mirror and we look and it's a spooky demon with glowing eyes speaking in reverse. Uh, if you remember, oh, so the, you, you caught on to that code. I, I caught on to uh. the code. It's pretty yeah. easy code, as Kit would say. Uh, <laughs> not very sophisticated. But check this out. I did some research and I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but let me just say that that is a mask, a Don Post mask. It's called the Razuli mask. It's a demon mask, but she calls it a a gremlin. But I'm like, I know that mask. I know 
that's a Don Post mask, and that's a Don Post mask. So they just used a Halloween mask for that, which is pretty awesome. Um, and also they find a hologram projector. That's right. And it's like, what, a hologram projector just stuck in the overhead vent? The other guy is still there, and he's just like, why would somebody do this? And then Michael and Bonnie, I almost said Becky, that would be so rude. They find out that it's just an address, because as we've mentioned, it's just like playing in backwards. Anybody could figure that out, including me, before Kit told me. I tell you what, Simon Simon is uh, holding it together because... Apparently, this like has he seen a hologram projector with a cassette recorder before? <laughs> has he seen a D-man floating in a window before? Has he seen somebody talk to their watch and it talked back to them before? Like, there's a lot of shit going on in that scene, and Simon's just like, "Dang, are you still on for tennis?" Yeah. <laughs> But they're like, hey, you want to go to this address? And like, they both say yes to each other. And then I laughed so hard when the next scene opens and it's just the two of them in the car. Like, they're like, bye, Simon. Bye, Simon. <laughs> we only have two seats in this uh, Night Rider <laughs> and you are not welcome. Kid does not like strangers. Also, you probably have like eight more dates to get to in this apartment That's complex. That's so true. Their dates are endless. Um, so we're outside of what appears to be a haunted house, but a fun fact, the exterior of the house is actually the same house from Psycho. It's the Psycho house. I mean, yeah, it looked like it, but I wasn't sure if it was, you know, official. When Michael said, this place looks really familiar, well, never mind. I was like, well, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, I knew it immediately because I've been to Universal Studios so many freaking times. Then it made me think, man, the budget is so low on this thing, (laughs) on this particular episode. I'm thinking that even those apartments may be owned by the producers. Yeah, like they're in the prop room at Universal Studios. Now they're in the back lot of Universal Studios. Everything else is in these apartments. And I'm just like, yo, bro, like. I bet you somebody was like, we got to have a Halloween episode, but we can't spend any money. Did you notice that we watched them walk all the way up the driveway? I didn't realize there weren't going to be any cuts between them getting out of the car (laughs) and walking up the entire driveway until you couldn't see them anymore. (laughs) And then the garden shed door opens on its own, which I would say. I'd be done. Yeah. Yeah. They're holding hands. Did anybody think that was funny? There's like, of course, a crow crowing and a lamp swinging with fake spider web dangling. It's scary. Why doesn't Michael Knight carry a firearm? (laughs) Because he only needs his two fists, as we will learn towards the end of this episode. Inside of the garden shed, there's a shovel, there's a wheelbarrow, and there's also... A dead body. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I was freaked out. Bonnie screams when she sees it. She verifies because I was like, who's that? And she was like, that's the girl I saw get murdered. And I was like, thank you for the exposition because I wasn't certain if this was like a, an additional murder. <laughs> the door slams shut and gas starts being pumped into the room. The weakest knockout <laughs> gas. Yeah. Knockout gases. Kit lets them out, and we just watch them cough and cough outside until it literally freeze frames on them coughing. It goes to commercial. <laughs> Bonnie's eyes are like half closed, her mouth is all the way open. Uh, very rude. Was anybody surprised though when the next scene started and the medics were there and they were taking away that lady? I thought it was going to be like all of this was a joke or a scam or something, but like that lady really did die. 
Oh, and you know yeah. what? Let me say the composition in that shot from the inside of the ambulance with them putting the body in there with the psycho house up on the hill in the background and the entire cast uh, from the scene all in the window of the back of the ambulance was excellent. They're like, we have this for one day. We need to get the best shots possible. <laughs> yes. Michael and Bonnie are like, okay, well, that's a bummer. And Devin's there and he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't believe you. Um, at least you're not crazy. Um, but Bonnie and Michael are like walking back to his car, uh, presumably to go along with their investigation. But they show a point of view shot from inside the house of someone like pulling back the curtains, watching them. Why didn't they check the house? Yeah. And was that Norman Bain's mom? I th- that's what I was confused about too. I was like, was that his mom? Was that because they were like, oh, his mom owns the house? I'm like, wait, what? You could tell the writers wanted so much more in this, right? Right. So Michael's in the car and he's driving into the driveway of the owner of the apartment building. Does anybody know his name? Grant. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Apparently, Grant owns a bunch of different businesses, including a hologram projector company. Just so happens. <laughs> Yeah, who answers the door when he goes up to Ooh, somebody tell me it's Denise. Denise oh my gosh that amount of makeup and that much care to the hair and it just everything is so just to be hanging at your dad's house just really? to be hanging out with pops because it turns out Denise is the building owner's daughter oh it was just, did that really even matter did that actually matter push forward the plot at all it puts her more of a suspect, but you don't know. And she's still very aloof. Uh, but once again, uh, a man who is not a police officer is questioning people in their homes. <laughs> just just driving up in the driveway, letting himself in. Talking shit. The guy says the dead lady stole from him and his family, but he didn't kill her. Right. He couldn't prove it. Here's the thing. Michael's like, so what, she get close to a secret of yours? Like you were... You guys were having an affair and she was going to tell your wife and he doesn't quite say yes. And we end up finding out that is the case. But like it, I was so confused here because I was led down this path to think like, well, maybe they weren't having an affair. Right. Like since he doesn't say like what's going on, I was so confused. And then Michael throws up like quote fingers to be like, I was at your guest house and it's like what is going on are you guys trying to trick me but not trick me at the same time exactly do you remember michael also said something uh he had a special trick oh yeah and that special trick is that he can make people disappear for 20 years it's a demolition man (laughs) you know so we're at devin's party and the costumes are so good devin is dressed as prince which we later learned out that that purple, beautiful purple outfit is uh, Louis the Fourteenth. Let me just say, he looks incredible. This he is a amazing. look that he is pulling off. His blind arrogance. There's a thing I noticed when I was a kid. Every once in a while at Halloween, some kid would come to school and they'd look better in their Halloween costume than yeah. they did <laughs> when they, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yes. And some kids would take that moment. I've spoke about this many times because it's always fascinating to me they take that moment as a coming out i am now a punk rocker yes so that leather jacket that fonzie look that all of a sudden they 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 wore on halloween oh like oh no no they were just coming out as a cool guy this is it that's so true it happens and that's why devin wears this costume the rest of the series that's right (laughs) 
Gosh, you guys, the pumpkin head guy. At first, I was like laughing because oh. it's like the pumpkin head, like the the dancing person on the news. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. So that's another mask that is very famous, and it's from Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Yes. It's a silver shamrock, smiling Jack, pumpkin mask. So crazy. When I saw that, I was like, yo, it even has the silver shamrock emblem on the side of the mask. That's right. And guess who designed that? Don Post Studios. They went to Don Post and said, we need masks for this episode. And he gave them the Razuli mask for the goblin and gave them the Smiling Jack from Halloween 3. By the way, tuxedo with the pumpkin head is a good costume. Guys, that's a really yeah. good costume. I was like, I'm going to use Keep that one in the back of your mind because that's always like a good go-to costume. Meanwhile, Michael is in kit dressed as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so check this out. So he's okay, he's actually dressed as Rhett Butler, right, from Gone with the Wind. But yeah. Bonnie is dressed as Scarlett O'Hara. And I didn't get that the first time because she walks in with a nice dress and the guy has a tuxedo. Holy shit. But she's Scarlett O'Hara. So tell me this. Was there a point? They, they're wearing costumes that match each other. But she was going to go with a different guy. But then she decided out of the blue to go with Simon. But then Simon didn't go. So then she brings the creep, Norman. But never once did she say, hey, Michael, remember that we're wearing twin costumes. We might as well go to the party together since we're going to the party together. No. No kidding. That's some weird shit. This would look so much different if they decided to go as like Raggedy Ann and Andy. Right. You know? Like, yes. Like it had like two characters that people sort of put together, but these look so like they could be anything. Like you thought it was Colonel Sanders, but it's really Rhett Butler. So Kit starts saying like, cause he's not saying who he's saying this person is apparently the building owner's son from a previous marriage. And he's been in and out of mental institutions. We don't know who it is yet, but of course we're led to believe that it's Norman, right? Right. Right. This is an aside, but Norman reveals that it, that it's him under the mask, not Simon. Right. He hands the mask to the server. So then the server's looking at the mask, but it's all in a very narrow part of the screen where you can't see what's really happening. But I paid a lot of attention. And then when they cut to they cut to the wide, he's handing the mask back and walking away with the drink tray. Uh, Later on now, uh, Norman and Bonnie, uh, Norman feels kind of wonky around the uh, drinking the champagne through the mask. Latex and champagne, probably not a smart move. So he needs to lie down. And Bonnie's like, I know this mansion. Like the back of my hand, here's a couch over here. Yes. So they go. And then he turns into doing too much guy, which is really scary. Yeah, that was freaky deaky. He tries to force himself on her, on Bonnie, excuse me. Um, While also saying, I don't want to hurt I you. And holding his hands up like he's going to choke her. Yeah. It's like, yes, you're going to choke me now? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like she has to run from this guy and uh, he's chasing her and she locks herself in a room. And in that room, Roy, oh my is God. that a Cylon from Battlestar Galactica? He is wearing a Cylon mask with a faux Darth Vader costume. Um, yeah. I got to say, out of all the incredible costumes, you have won the costume <laughs> contest, young man. You get the gift certificate for the mall. Because that is a very clever costume. Uh, And it's a disco Cylon mask. I pause it many times. I'm like, yo, there's like glitter. They put glitter on the top of the mask (laughs) to make it not look like a Cylon mask. But it's a one hundo and the light lights up on it. So it's like an official. Now, of course, 
Universal NBC owns Battlestar Galactica. Oh. So also at that time, you could go to Universal Studios and ride a, an attraction that was based on Battlestar Galactica, uh, a live action dark ride style show. And uh, walking through the park at that time were people dressed as Cylons. So I thought, that, I thought it was clever that they were able to use something that everybody knew what it was. They don't have to spend a dollar on. And uh, but it shows up in the episode. So this has so many guest stars, so many guest costumes. It really uh, does. It's impressive. The helmet comes off and it is Simon. He's trying to find the key. Yes, but can somebody clear this up for me? He says, I mean, he admits just wh- before you kill someone, you don't have to tell them all your secrets in my experience. Yeah. But it, he says he killed the lady because he needed the key to the safety deposit box, which has a dirty video in it. I guess that's the video that compromises his father in some way. But it's not a necessarily a dirty video, or did I make that up? No, no. He said it was a compromising video. Okay, okay, okay. That's what the dad was also worried about, because the dad wanted the tape. From the 10-second conversation we barely yeah. got to hear. Yeah. Exactly. But now he has to kill her, and then as soon as that happens, Colonel Sanders kicks down the door, and... Simon has a really flimsy but giant sword that is not real, but somehow everyone is treating it like it's a real weapon. And also not a lightsaber. <laughs> no, it's, there's nothing space about this sword. Yeah. It's got tinfoil on the tip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are like divots in it. It's real it's bad. Real bad. Um, Michael's fighting the guy. And meanwhile, Bonnie and Devin are just standing in the doorway. Just standing. Right. Yeah. I feel like all three of them could have just taken him. Yeah. But the, he, he does the old switcheroo. He pulls the curtains over Michael's head. <laughs> he, he fell for a rookie maneuver. Too. He That's really a, did. Full three stooges. And unfortunately, it's on the first floor. So he just like steps out of the window and he's like, I'm out running away. <laughs> um, so Michael calls Kit on his Apple watch. Kit picked me up outside Devin's office. And they chase after Simon, which I was surprised at, like, this being one of the only night scenes in a Halloween episode. Right. Uh, but it's a it's a spooky car chase. We get some full moon action in there. Right. We also get the drive-in theater with uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. In 3D. In black and white. I was confused at the 3D glasses for a black and white film, but maybe I just don't understand the technology. Well, let me tell you something about that movie. It was originally filmed in 3D. Uh, by Ooh. the time it uh, had come out, there had already been a very big 3D color film that had come out. And so like filming it in black and white, which was also very difficult for the underwater scenes. They had to use some new technology. So when it premiered, it premiered in 3D. But when it did the nationwide deal, it went to the 2D version. So most people have seen the 2D version. But there, there's actually a 3D version. Who owns the creature of the, from the Black Lagoon? Universal Studios. Oh, ah. I should have known that. He's a universal monster. More free. And of course, the, the car through the... We got to back that up, Rob. Tell us about that car. Yeah. Okay, well, there's a couple who are our audience proxy watching the movie. <laughs> and uh, the boyfriend is like, Oh, this doesn't even look real. I, I hate this old-timey effects, and yeah, he tries to put his arm around his girlfriend. She's like, no, not right now. This is the best part. And then as Michael's chasing Simon, he 
does the turbo boost through the back of the screen and lands right in front of them. And he's like, this is a gnarly effect. (laughs) So good. He actually said that. Now that's gnarly. (laughs) The chase is on, but a little bit slower because it is a a crowded parking area and neither Simon nor Michael want to hurt anyone. Right. And uh, Michael cuts off Simon's car. So Simon hops out. He's on foot. Michael hops out on foot and woo bam punches his lights out. Knocks him out. Yeah. And everyone they start yelling wreck, 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 wreck. They're like <laughs> applauding. They're here for it. He starts to like bow to the people like, yes, I just why do people assume that he's a good guy? He's got that <laughs> weird mustache. He just knocked thought. this man out. Like, uh, why do they think that it's a good thing that he knocked out this guy? Well, the other guy did have a cape on. True, capes true. Are... But he's the one who ruined the movie. <laughs> that is true. We're back at Bonnie's apartment building because apparently she will not move. But you got to admit, it is a pain to move. So I kind of get it. She said she's invited some neighbors over, including someone she'd like Michael to meet. And it happens to be the witch from the beginning. But she's apparently a regular person now. Yes, Morella is actually a woman named Jean. But is it? Because keep in mind, this entire interaction happens in front of everyone, and it presumably everyone can hear it. And the lady's like, I'm not a witch. And Kit's like, yeah, she is. <laughs> you being a witch? Come on, you gotta be kidding. Not for a minute. Yeah, what was and that? As they walk off, Michael's like, Kit, check the pot. What's in the pot? She's carrying a little casserole dish. And Kit Kit says, you don't want to know what's in the pot. Roy, tell me what happens next. Oh, my God. Like, if I was less mature, (laughs) I would say a ridiculous fart gag just happened. Um, (laughs) But I guess they're trying to insinuate whatever's in the pot kills these flowers. And as she walks, they have a close-up on her rear end, and flowers are dying. And they're not just dying. They're dying with the backwards whistle cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm watching an episode of Doug. Yeah. And Kit warns him again, Michael, don't look in there. He opens the pot and looks in their dish, baby. And then it freezes. This is like the briefcase scene in Pulp Fiction. Like, what is in the pot? What's in there? What's in the pot? What if it was legitimately like green bean casserole or jello salad? <laughs> Whatever people oh, were eating back then. I hope they are eating green bean casserole today. I'm surprised that uh, we didn't get any resolution on that newt pot in a kit versus car, but hey, good episode nonetheless, Roy. Thank you for bringing it to the table. It was a wonderful episode. No problem. I'm going to keep it quick. I My final thought on this is that it is one of the best television Halloween episodes. <laughs> it's in the top five. We'll just put it that way. Easily. It was great. Easily. It was so good. I'm so glad that we did this. Roy, how do you feel? How are you feeling after all of this? Let me just say, seeing Devin with the Louis the Fourteenth outfit being so regal, so beautiful, that I sat up in my seat the first time and was like, yo, this is worth it. This is watching this. Ep- this is the best moment of this episode. He was just so comfortable with that outfit on. Also, all these little tiny little uh, costumes, all these masks that I'm like are so much a part of my my life and my childhood uh, and stuff that I still think is cool today popping up in this 
it was a real actual treat on Halloween. Um, I would, the only thing that's negative about this episode is that we didn't see any trick-or-treaters. That's so true. But there's no kids in a singles community. Yeah. Had we seen one group of trick-or-treaters Halloween night, I think that would have been probably, this would top the Charlie Brown special. But it's, I think you're right. (laughs) Top five. Missed opportunity. Man, but it uh, it would be nice to have seen children uh, dressed up at these times anyway, but also to give some scale to how fucking tall Michael is. Right, right. Yeah. Roy, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you're working on? You want people to take a look at? Just always, as always, follow me at uh, on Instagram at Ghetto Geppetto. And uh, yeah, I'm, I've been making a lot of teeny tiny cartoons. So check them out. Oh, yeah. They're super funny. I really, really dig it. But thanks for having me. This was excellent. This made my day. Me too. Yeah, same. Um, just a little house cleaning before we wrap yeah. up this episode. I want to remind our uh, audience that they can support all the podcasts Brittany and I make over at patreon.com slash pink jeans. And if you uh, can't throw down five bucks for the bonus episodes, then a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts is very helpful. It ain't that right, Brittany. It is correct. And we are on Instagram at pumpkin spice podcast or at the tv show show or we have a facebook group for pink jeans it's called pink jeans discussion i think (laughs) i'll put it in the show notes and if you're on twitter use the hashtag pink jeans we'll find it want to thank jeremy he's our editor he's gonna edit the parts out that i sound like a crazy person appreciate it jeremy i only say three things this whole episode thanks to to Jeremy's discretion. And uh, just, of course, thank you, Roy. It's always such a delight. Yes. As I mentioned previously, when people listen to your episode in season three, they were like, this is the only person that you've encountered that rivals your love for television. And so we have a bond <laughs> for sure. Yes, we are all people who like to sit in front of rectangles. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I like to hear. <laughs> All right, well, keep it spooky. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. See ya. All right, hit and stop. All right. I'm going to keep recording. I'll see you guys later. No, just kidding. (laughs)